Mitchell to Cox. He can go on the number third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. It's part two of our postseason player review show. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, good to be back. Uh, I must admit, I'm I'm just about to head onto a plane, I'm sorry, but... Uh, yeah, it's great. Wedding anniversary, 10th year wedding anniversary, so celebrating that, we're off to... Uh, Noosa uh, for six nights. So, so That's yes, can't wait. Yep. So we get this out of the way, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's, we love our fans out there in fanland. Um, the view, the views are screaming. They don't necessarily represent the views are screaming here. <laughs> no, no. You know I love talking this and I can talk it easily. So, look, uh, before we even get into part two uh, of the player review, uh, massive shout out to the girls, uh, the AFLW team. Bang. Absolutely smashed West Coast, eighty-four to thirty-two. Win number two. Uh, Paige Scott, three goals. Awesome to watch. Just attacks everything in the air. Has a bit of a strut. I mean, she had one. Love the strut. She had a play where she put the knee in the back, marked over her, and then just looked at her, looked at the opposition player, just started running right towards them, and gave her the don't argue and went around them. And I was like. <laughs> That's the best thing I've seen any Essendon player <laughs> do. Uh, so that's a rookie. That's a, a drafted player. Yep. We've got a very, very special talent at the club with Paige Scott. So uh, Prosparkus, again. I think we're going to be saying that every week. 22 possessions, two goals. Uh, best on ground again, third game in a row. Uh, so, yeah, she's a, she's a special talent. Shout out to Clark, who uh, uh, was really, really impressive. Uh, look, I thought uh, our very own Alex Morecambe down back uh, for her second game ever in the AFLW, she is really, really impressive defensively. If you watch her really closely, all her defensive actions are spot on. Yep. Um, she she knows how to put a put a kind of a, a gentle hand on her opponent, how to not let her position in, into a better into a better area. Uh, all those defensive little actions, someone's really taught her well. I was just going to say, yeah, th- there's been a lot of defensive work done there. Yeah, she just very had, skilled. She just had really good body positioning and awareness. Some really nice marks overhead. So, uh, Alex, just really, really impressive. Uh, so, look, the, you could go through a whole lot, but it was just a, a really, really a, a impressive game. So, um, they're, they're six on the ladder, uh, two and one. Uh, you know, they'll a little bit in towards the end, unfortunately, lose by Carlton by one point. So, considering all that, they're, they're having a really good start uh, to the season, start, start to, the to their careers, yeah. So, exciting to watch. I want to give also a shout-out to our good friend Caleb Logan, who's in the, the wheelchair uh, Essendon uh, competition. They just won uh, to get into the grand final against Richmond. So Well done, uh, mate. So, yeah, so they had to win two games, uh, and they did against Collingwood. They beat them back to back. So uh, they they play get the Tigers next. I think it's on the eighteenth of September. Um, 
they play the grand final. So try and look out for the club website for more details of where that's being played out. And go, it's really, really fun to watch. So I watched the grand final last year. It was really, really exciting. So if you can get down there, cheer them on uh, and go, Caleb, uh, kick, you know, <laughs> actually it's a handball, isn't it? Handball, 10 yep. goals for us. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, it's, congratulations to all the team. A great weekend uh, from all the Essendon teams. So it was nice to see. So... Uh, let's go to the back to the player review. Absolutely. Um, where do we where do we finish off? So, <laughs> I, I realised. Thank you to my. Well, no, I should say my. That was a horrible thing to say. Our wonderful fans. Roger and, that. Yeah, yeah. There's two co-hosts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they all wrote to me and said, "Did you realise you skipped Sam Durham?" Yes, I didn't. Uh, I so d- I didn't realise that, but now, in fact, I do. No, I do. So. We do want to definitely shout out Sam because he's had a, a really terrific year and he was one of the shining lights, I thought, coming onto the wing. Um, a guy who came from the Richmond VFL uh, midway through last season uh, with, with him and, uh, uh, yeah, no, I was going to say McDonough. McDonough came through the drafts. But, yeah, he came through halfway through the season, uh, had a proper preseason, uh, I guess, now with the club. You could just tell, just went up another 10%, I thought, uh, from last year. Um, really good. Com- he's a great competitor. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you love about some country kids, he's exactly that mould. So look, I was actually really positive uh, on Sam's year. I'm going to give him a seven point two. Interesting. I like. I love Sammy a lot because out of nowhere, um, in the Richmond VFL, you didn't heard anything about him. Um, he's got some reasonable size on him. Um, the the uh, the fire truck snuff him out or snuff him out. He didn't snuff him out. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat just drafted Fro- Freudian, just a bit smidge Freudian. Um, no, he sniffed him out as opposed to snuffing. He sniffed him out. In <laughs> Sorry about that, Sammy. Um, and besmirching your name, Adrian. Um, sniffed him out in the VFL, and he came in in his first season and just was very athletic, very strong, good overhead. This season, more of the same. But I like the fact that it would appear he's been given a lot of responsibility. There was mm. some work in the forward line. I think the um, the the, the uh, coaches this year really understand where his benefits are. I think he's good on the when it hits the ground. I think he's good above his head. He's got a great kick and <clears throat> excuse me, a very long loping chase about him. Um, Definitely in my best 22, in my opinion. Um, it's tough to sort of fit him into that back line, but definitely um, is in my best 22. So 7.5 for me. 7.5? Yep. Now we go to uh, an interesting player that uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So Andrew McGrath. Yeah. Uh, going to be a tough one. Yeah, he's a tough he, – he is having an issue with continuity, but he did play 18 games this year, so – yeah. Uh, so that's so that's a that's a fair amount. Um, yeah, he's not coming on as much as I'd like. I'll, I'll be honest about that. And he's kicking. I still think needs a bit of improvement. Uh, he's having definitely having good moments, uh, and and most of those have come when he plays that that back role. Uh, I thought when they moved him back, um, that he started to look a little bit more settled. Um, Still, 
you know, if it was me, a little bit too 50 meter, 20 meter chip kicking around. Uh, I still like him to attack and take his opponent on sometimes. Yep. He's got the speed, but he's got a really good uh, sidestep and all those sort of things. So I'd like him to have a bit of Adam Saad about him, to have a bit more dare and, and help us get going a bit better from half back. Uh, defensively, he's always sound in the back line. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but. Um, when he played midfield, when we had a few injuries towards the start of the year, I just didn't think he was performing that well. So the, it was a very roller coaster year. Um, and look, uh, I'm sometimes grading people a bit harsher because of what I think their talent is and where I think they should be this year. And considering 18 games, I'm going to give him a 5.5. 5.5? Yeah, I just didn't think he played that well this year. Dude, that's harsh. Okay, 5.5 it is. Um, Andy McGrath for mine, 5.5. Um, Andy McGrath for mine is, he's he's been played out of position. I think they would have liked to, every time you get a talented player like that who's midfield size, you, you try and make him a midfielder because the more people in your midfield rotation, the better. Andy McGrath's a backline player every day of the week. And as soon as you play him down there, you, you can see it a million miles away. I'm not as concerned about his chip kicks i think i agree with you though that i would like to see him sort of i think he's got the talent to evade his um, opposition player to beat his opposition player then evade him enough to be able to look up the field and try and hit a target but i just i kind of agree with you in that he's his foot isn't a hundred like it isn't perfect right it's not exactly like massimo um out there but i think his one-on-one -on -one ability and his ability to read the back line for mine is is excellent. And I know you want to have your number one draft pick wherever the ball is and you want to have him all over the place. But he's a halfback flanker, right? Like, you should just leave him there. So halfback flanker for mine, leave him there and watch him grow. This season, like you said, continuity is an issue. Um, and when he did play you've got to put the lens of just a dodgy season on top of it as well, especially for people in the back line who the place just look like Swiss cheese, but I've said that a dozen times. So look again, I'm giving him like, I don't know, giving him like 6.8 because it, it's, I want to give him like sevens and stuff because he's got the talent. And when he's playing down back, he sees, he shows it. But again, you look at someone like Sammy Durham who had no problems this year, had a great year. I gave him 7.5. So I can't exactly put Durham and, and McGrath in the same batch with a seven. So 6.8 for me. Fair enough. Uh, Joe Menzi. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean. Watched him in the VFL. Yeah, definitely kicked goals in the VFL. He was probably averaged probably two goals in the VFL in nearly every game. Uh, he always created chances. Uh, he finally got uh, a breakthrough uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, had some really, some really nice moments even in the seniors. So he's definitely an interesting player to watch. Uh, I actually don't know if I'm being very honest, uh, and I keep saying that, so sorry. Uh, what his contract status is on the half? If he had a half year contract that was the end of this year or was an 18-month contract okay. next year. Uh, so I don't know uh, if he actually comes back, if it's a guarantee he comes back next year. Yeah. Um, so that will be, yeah, uh, that'll be an interesting one. I, I, look, he showed enough for me to think he's an AFL player. I did. I genuinely believe that. Uh, he has a really good goal sense. So uh, 
I, I like the idea of Jai Menzi. Uh, it's an area of the ground that we need. But Whereabouts? It's, is it, it that pocket? Yeah. It, it's an, he's, he's got a very difficult one because if he did stay with Essendon, He's suddenly going to have, you know, he could literally a have pair of Davies, and a pair of Davies Mankara and a fit Wanganine uh. all, all suddenly there. Um, now, Davies could be still classed as too young and too, yep. you know, uh, so I get that. But oh, And he's a different kind of player because he's taller than you think. Like when you stand next to him, if you go to the VFL, you're like, he was taller than me. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, you're, you're quite a big lad. Like he does lead a fair bit too. Yeah. He's not, not just a goal snake. He can lead as well. Puts on good pressure, has a really hard tackle. Yeah. So uh, obviously that VFL game towards, I think it was like the one of the closing VFL games, he he kicked the winning goal, had a really nice moment. So uh, there's enough to, to like. Um, look, he's only played one or two kind of games and a sub kind of thing. So I'll give him six out of ten, but... Uh, we'll wait and see what next year holds. Yeah, too, too hard to give a serious sort of honest-to-goodness score on. <clears throat> I do like what he's capable of. He he looks like, again, a bit like Sammy Duran. There's something a bit different about him. I think it's probably one of the reasons why we've got him at the club because it's just a, something a little different. He's not just a goal sneak. He's not just sort of a tall-ish forward. He's, there's something about him. He, he looks like he's got a bit of a... I was going to say strut too, but he looks like he's a confident kid as well. Like he's he's not overawed by it when in the game that he I saw. He looks like he could go up the ground a bit too. Yeah, and, and actually, yeah, con- maybe contribute. Yeah, maybe. So, um, yeah, absolutely worth worth. I reckon they'll sign him. Worth the um, worth the time to uh, to put into him, see what he can do. Because you're right, Davey Davey's a just a he's a tiny guy. <laughs> he's he's very young um, and very thin. He needs to bulk up in a big way. So. Him coming through. Wanganin's the probably the next cab off the rank in the forward pocket. He's put some time in. He's put some effort in, so he deserves a go. But yeah, Menzies will be just he'll be sitting there kicking goals in the in the VFL, putting a lot of pressure on, and a very handy bloke to come in um, to replace somebody if if possible. So I don't know, five and a half out of ten for me, just because I mean, you're pretty tough with one and a bit games. Yeah, not much data. Yeah. So okay, you, Zach Merritt is the next one. So that's a. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know when you're one of those players, you're having debates in your head. Yeah. Now about, I'll be honest, uh, around ten, I was actually quite critical of him. Now he was getting his twenty-five and thirty, no problem. I just felt felt like for a lot of the first half of the year, he was having very little impact with all those possessions. Yeah. Now you you um, made me learn about the difference between impact and possessions. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, so him and Darcy were probably a little bit similar in this way. Um, but then probably a little bit like Shield when, uh, you know, then probably the last nine, ten games, it clicked into the Zach Merritt. The All-Australian Zach Merritt. Yeah. yeah. And then he was really, really good. And uh, I thought, yeah, very – so it's a it's a split season for me with Zach. So it's a very hard one to score. I think he'll, he'll probably finish – in the top two and end up in the Crichton um, yep. by the end of it. I'm going to make a statement that I, I think I don't want it to be a mean thing to say or put Zach Merritt down. I actually hope he doesn't win it because um, I think Redmond, for me, yeah, was there from round you know, two or three onwards uh, and performing at a high level for most of the year when we needed people to stand up. That's my personal view. Um, 
but Zach Merritt will probably still rightfully come second or third. Yeah. Uh, if he wins, you know, fine, cool, no problem at all. But that's just me as a fan. I, I like the reward the guys that were there most of the year. Yep. Um, so, Zachy, oh, look, I'm going to give 7 out of 10. I, I, if it was halfway through the year, I would have been really critical and gone like the 5, 5.5 five uh, because of his in, insane talent. And I would have been – and sometimes I just do. I just – judge them harsher because they go, but you're a, you know, there's a reason why you're very much often in the top six to eight in the brown low because you're so talented. And we didn't see that for me the first half of the year. So it would have been really harsh, but then that five would have gone, has gone to seven because his second half of the year mm-hmm. um, was really, really impressive. And uh, he'll probably be a captain or co-captain, yeah. I would say, in three months. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's much more I can add to that other than, I, I agree with you. He's very – he's capable – him and Darcy Parrish are capable of getting 25 to 30 possessions at will every single week. I think they could do that in their sleep. And unfor- the unfortunate thing for blokes like that that I know I never really sort of got to in my sporting career is that you don't expect sort of 25 to 30 from them every week. Unfortunately, when you know that they're capable of getting 28 to 32 possessions – a week every week, but be really damaging with the ball as well. Yeah. And defensively and that sort of stuff. Unfortunately for those guys, you, you then sort of ask for that every single week. And I know it's, it's pretty tough to do every single week, but I agree with you. That first half of the season just wasn't there for Zach. And whether or not that was, he wasn't feeling the coach or the game plan or just whatever the hell it was. Um, again, you've got to take that season into account because it's just so unlike Zach to have a start of a season like that, especially when he had hardy trains in the off season and how well he prepares himself. It's just weird to see that. So I'll, I'm with you. I'll go a seven on him. Okay. Uh, well, it's funny. We Darcy Parrish is the next guy. So it's a, it's a little bit clone, but just I think, control pace. I don't yeah, think CV. Darcy still came on as much as Zach, the second half. Of the yeah. year. I think he improved, but I don't think he came on uh, as much. Uh, I still have a big issue with, him getting a clearance, running out of the midfield, and and kicking it, what I would looks like to me aimlessly, where it's a little bit of hope. Like the, it's not too well. You can kick it long, but it never felt like it was actually to right's advantage, advantage long. Yeah. Um, it was like we're a little bit out of sorts where he kicked it. We weren't set up there. So question without notice. Do you think Darcy's cape? You know how damaging Zach can be with by foot. Yeah. Right. Like he, when he measures stuff and he hits people, is Darcy capable of doing that? Not as yet. No. No, no. Zach's still much more elite by foot. Look, it's it's something he has to work on. Uh, it, it's, he has still so much upside. Um, like I do rate him. Like la- the last year was so crazy good, I thought. Um, his clearance work, um, I think he, yeah, I mean, he had 185 clearances last year so his clearance work is still elite like he just knows where the ball is he gets his first hands so it's the next stage for him he still has to get better at kicking but for me more than anything his kicking techniques is not horrible it's horrible when I feel like he's not composed and sometimes Mm. you feel like he's rushed yep Uh, and then sometimes with two meters of space but he he has his feel to him that he has perceived pressure around him mm-hmm. and he's got to just get the ball onto the boot and you go, you just want to go, just, com-, you know, yeah. I, I, I keep thinking every year, okay, another 20 games, he'll get, you know, the experience, he'll start getting composed. I can only hope that next year that starts to happen 
where he could just think through the game. Uh, you, know, you know, Shield did it much better this year uh, where you could see uh, he started to think through the game with the ball much better, look for the 30-metre the kick instead of low in the eyes. And, what, uh, but and if just, I'm honest, Darcy did that a couple of times. I do remember Darcy he yeah. did lower his eyes a few times. But I, I th- the point I think you're trying to make, and I think you're right, is that when he's when it's helter-skelter, when it's really really tight and quick and fast, he's got a possession, he takes two steps, and then he just launches into the ball, right? Yeah. Th- that's not – that's I know you've got to get into the forward line as quick as you can, but, yeah, that, there's – I reckon if Darcy took two more steps – he would still have a meter and a half on a bloke, and he could try and measure it a bit better. Yeah, and if it, if he's if it, if there is no option to kick it long, like I said before, have a look at which side right's on. Like if he's if he's if if his defender's on the left and right's on the right, kick yep. it to the right so yep. he can. Uh, you know, sometimes I just see he kicked it to the defensive side and right's all out of out of joint. That, yep. Just small things like that. So, look, I'm sorry, this is going to sound harsh. I just didn't think he had the. He, you know, considering the previous year, which was crazy, yep. uh, and it was on like top five in the Brownlow, I'm probably going to give him a six point four. Uh, okay, I feel like that's. I, I expect I expected much more from him this year, uh, and I feel like he only got to sixty percent of what he was last year. How much are you taking into account the game plan and the issues and? Uh. Because well, the, the boys at the beginning of the oh, year, no. the midfield and the and the guys at the beginning of the year had no damn idea what to do. They yeah. had no idea what to do. I know, but it was the same coaches last year. But yeah, but whatever the hell he tried to implement this year in the first half of the season didn't work. There was there was players just I doing outrageous. Felt his, I just never felt his game was a game plan. I felt like it was just rush kicking and, okay. and I, I just never felt. Things that he can control, yep. I felt were, let, were letting us down. Okay. Now, he did have a few niggling injuries. and a, He had his yep. probably most interrupted kind of season. So I think there was factors around that. And I think we still have a habit of rushing guys back uh, from injury and they don't look right. And he, he was one of those. So I do factor in that. But if you just said, what's your overall performance to what then – you know, unfortunately, Das gave me a ceiling last year, very high, because uh, I would have said he was nine out of ten last year. I would have said absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I just felt like I said I felt like I got a sixty percent version of Das. I saw little patches of it, uh, but it just didn't feel like when I at the end of the game, Darcy was not a personal. I remember going, "Oh, how good was Parish and how big, no, no, big, right. how big an impact did he have in the game?" I was going Redmond. I was going other people. Peter Ride. I was going, yep. uh, and I just that's just how I felt. Six point eight for mine. Okay, that's fair enough. Archie Perkins is next. So Archie probably had a quiet last month after he's again a few interruptions up to about round fifteen, just on the top of my head. I actually felt like he was traveling really well, having that, having a kind of a crossover, playing 70% half forward and 30% through the midfield. I thought it was a good um, initiation a year into the midfield. And he's definitely got the sidestep. He's actually very good overhead. He's, he, you'd see, you see a lot of tricks and, and things that is going to cause opposition a lot of headaches the more he plays games now and when i talked to cal Toomey on the side he still thinks this guy's got three more levels to go to and just he's more on the lookout this guy will explode okay uh cal's like a really big big believer in him uh and says you know he's still i reckon he's still factoring 
the whole COVID and prior to getting and because you didn't get many games the previous year, um, mm-hmm. so you just get that fear of funny feeling next year. It'll be very to see if he just takes off, um, gets that another kind of strength in his legs and burst of speed. Um, but you know, a new coach, I suspect, will just go, Yeah, I want him in the midfield more 70 and more forward 30. Okay, um, uh, a little bit the stringer of last year kind of role. Uh, have, have more impact. So, yeah, I liked what I saw, put it that way. Uh, I think he kicked close to 20 goals. Um, so he's 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 had out, good output. Um, so I'm going to give him a, a 6.7. I like his gradual increase or incline of his career. Yes. I like the way it's going. His trajectory is just ticking along nicely. Has he had a 40-possession-a-game breakout season like Darcy Parrish? Probably not. But I like I like his trajectory. He started off. He had some kicking yips. He got over the kicking yips. He realised that he was well and truly capable in this league and then started to kick a few, then kick more than a few. And he's just starting to get confident now. So the one thing I want to say, and I'll, I'll put it out here now, that when I hear you've said midfield for uh, for Perkins a lot, right? And I've heard, like I said, Cal Toomey, absolutely, and Ed Pasco, uh, Ed Pasco. They all keep saying midfield, right? I I think I'm big enough and ugly enough to say I don't see it. I I, I I'm going to be wrong. Like I, I bet you I'll probably be wrong. There's too many people that uh, I just look at him and go, has he got the quickness and tank? For a midfield role, like a clearance role in the middle, fine. But has he got a tank and big enough to run around the ground all game? Uh, yeah, interesting one. He, he, not that a two-kilometer time trial does anything for anyone, but he, I think he finished in the top three uh, okay. this year. So, uh, no doubt, another preseason will do him a world of good because two-kilometer trial trial. Two, two kilometer time trial is just two kilometers. It's, yeah, you run more 14, 15 yeah. kilometers in a game. So, uh, yeah, and and you know, you know, you get all your bruises and can you can you get yeah. through the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sense, I sense next year his body will probably be in prime condition to elevate to that next yeah, level. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I see. I do feel like he has a good burst of speed, but I think for me, it's more the power in his hips. That I think, and I, and I like uh, that. I yeah. just, I just think that around the half forward flank is one of the reasons why. When we saw him when when he was a um, TAC kid, yeah. When we when we saw him on the highlights, yeah, yeah. That's what he was there. That that's he broke away from the pack or the contest. He used his hips, which we've seen in the in the AFL as well. Mm. He breaks away from the contact. He turns. He takes two three steps uh, onto his onto his boot and kicks a goal. Right. That's that sort of quickness around a pack and the sidestep and stuff that I really like yep. in in and around 50. But I just, I don't know, it's, it's going to be... I, I think it, it'll be interesting how the draft all plays out and yeah. how the trade period... If they can't find a big body mid, whatever... Um, that means. And then, and he's 186, 186 sort of centimetres, I'd think they'll go, okay, well, we've got one. And he's we're young, gonna, we can build him in there. We'll build him in there. Yeah, fine, um, okay. And, you know, they're going to draft forwards. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, whether it's Davies, Mankara, all these. They're going to they're gonna have different options up forward. Going to get another year, hopefully a better preseason to Jones. Uh, they'll start, you know, Baldwin will have another preseason. I think they'll start rotating Perkins into the midfield yeah, to okay. create a different balance and a different look. 
uh, and see if they can get him as close as to a kind of uh, a cripsy kind of feel with that kind of powerful hips and breakaway. Yeah. And um, I saw him play VFL midfield few times where he had the 25 and 30 possessions. Okay. And it was his kind of his, yeah, it was his strength over the ball that would really impress me in getting the handball out. So that's... I'm a, I'm a big fan of Perkins. Like, I, I, I really, like you said, I really like his trajectory. I, I, for his season, when he played and what I saw of him, I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10 because yep. I, I really like that kid. He's got talent. Andrew Phillips, uh, our, our really look, uh, we're look, we're probably a little bit both of us a little bit biased, Bi- hugely biased, we, we love, openly, we, we openly love Andrew biased. Phillips. I mean, even even last week, right? You know, I know it sounds funny, and this is not putting down the players, but it does look funny when you see all the players all over Spain and Italy and yeah. Portugal, and and they're all over the place, and there's Instagramming Will Phillips. Coaching the 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 girls in the AFLW side at the hangar, nice, you know, in the and how to do ruck contests and that, you know, he's a very very good club man. Yeah, um, I mean that's his off season and he's at the hangar teaching the rucks yep. how to how, trying to fast track them, and you know, I love people like that. And you know, when we talk about the over twenty eights and how we're lacking leaders, I see that as a really nice thing and, and a good sign. Hopefully he does. Hopefully um, he does sort of I'd I love him to have voice. you know, I don't know his personality, but I'd love him to have a much bigger voice. Yeah, that's what I hope he does, yeah. Because he, he seems a very strong club man. Uh you know, you know every time I talk to Paul Cousins he absolutely adores the guy. So there must be something about him. Um I thought he filled in really well. I thought I thought he helped Draper out a lot this year and I thought he was a really good reason um as as they started to do the two ruckmen uh, closer to the halfway kind of yep. season i thought that was a really good catalyst in getting draper going uh it released a bit of pressure off him it gave him phillips was sort of deliberately doing a lot of the physicality and um and but he was kicking goals and marking around the ground and he's always he's a he's a good competitor uh i'm gonna give him a seven out of ten because you know i know he didn't set the world on fire but as if you want to support Ruckman as your backup Ruckman and, and to help Sam Draper, I thought he put it. I'm going to give him seven point two. I thought he did it really good, and yeah, I just like I just appreciate him. Put in an absolute power of work this year, an absolute power of work. He's not um, he's not built like the proverbial. He's a quick, live sort of Ruckman, and he puts in a lot of physicality and helps Shammy Draper um, shine. I am a massive fan of players that do their job. They they have a job, they know, they're not the number one draft pick, they have a job to do, they do that job and they execute well. I reckon he couldn't have played better if you asked for him to be a backup Ruckman. He was there to help Sammy, he took some of the monsters and Sammy kicked banana um, reverse banana goals and that sort of stuff. Andy got hit outs and took marks and was as dependable as you like. I rate him as one of our best players this year for that fact, and I'm giving him an eight hey. out of ten because just because of that is of the the amount of um, hard work that guy puts in on a week to week basis. There you go, Mason Redmond. <laughs> just look, we'll both start around nine, and then we'll see how many we go above that. So look, Mason. Um what a year. Yeah. I, I, the, only, the only unfortunate part to Mason was the whole COVID thing towards the end of the year. And, and you felt like it just disrupted him a bit. Because um, his last three weeks, he was probably his quietest. Yeah. But, you know, up to really round 18, 
It was insane how good he was. He, for me, was by far the best player at the club. I hope he wins the Crichton. I thought it was a sensational year. I'm not going to go on too long. I just thought it was a brilliant year. Matura looked much more like an on-field leader than I've ever seen him. Uh, And he is your... If you're ever going to go left field in your leadership group, he is... is, he is the interesting player because he, be, yeah. he drives energy he d- and he is very vocal. Um, and so I'd, I'd be interested to see the club have a look at that. Uh, I'm going 9.2. Exactly. Um, incredible season. Made himself the first player picked for 90% of the season. He was everywhere. He provided run, mark. He hardly got beaten defensively. He was attacking. He was – if if Andy McGrath could look at Mason Redmond's season and go, that's exactly it. Mm. Like, he doesn't even have to be as sort of intercept marky as kind of Redmond was, but just the way he attacked and really ran off halfback and attacked, Andy can get that into his game, mate. Like, that's two incredible halfbacks we'll have. Yeah. Um, there isn't much more to say about Redmond. It's the same sort of breath as Parrish last year. Incredible breakout season. Um, every Worth every cent of a 9.5 for me. Yeah, well said. Uh, Zach Reed. Uh, look, there's no doubt didn't come on as probably everyone had hoped. Yeah. Ha- again, pretty like Harrison Jones, just ha- to had no preseason at all. Um, and that does got to affect you. Like you've got to... If you just have no preseason, it's got to play a part in how you perform of the year because how many players say, you know, when they've had a good year, they go, oh, well, the key was I actually had a preseason. I had a full preseason. And he had nothing. Uh, even going into round one and two, he had hardly anything he, he competed. So just a tough year for him. Um, as the year went on, he was getting better and better and started to play well in the VFL. Uh, taking, you know, having some really good polished games. There's no doubt we the obvious weakness is is his body strength. There's no doubt that's the next, you know, that's where he has to take off if he wants to be the main. And again, he's only 20, right? So. Yeah, so it's like I can't be too critical because he just had a really unfortunate, oh well, unfortunate November to almost April. And that's just, that's just, that's just horrific for an AFL player to just miss that kind of footy. Yep. So it is what it is. Let's he is the good news is that his body's fine. Uh, he can go into a preseason actually from day one. Get on the weights, uh, and you know him and Coxie really uh, get on the weights. Get some lot you know put on the ten kilos if they can, and, and still come back uh, uh, moving better, looking you know big stronger in the shoulders. And able to sort of impact because there's definitely a player there. There's oh, no without, doubt, without a doubt. So look, not sorry, Zachy, but it's 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 just what it is. But I'm going to give you a four out of ten. But it's not, you know, there's massive reasons why. But it's just it is what it is. He is the future. Like he, there's going to be absolutely be a player there, and you never know. I'm warming to the idea of of seeing him run around in a forward line. Actually, um, just until he can get some bulk going or something like that. To be another tall marking option if we don't get um, a tall marking option in the draft. Yeah. To, to put him down forward because he's every inch of two metres 
in a lot. Um, so two hundred three, yeah, two hundred three, right? So that's that's a tough thing to to mark over the top of, right? Um, so I don't mind that, but yeah, you, you're right. He he had he hasn't had enough of a run yet. And the the no. problem the problem that you see like when people say, "I oh, wish you get um, Zach Reed in," and we should get James Stewart in, and we should get BZT, and we should get every, all these people in. Where like how many people? Need to be in our back line. You want Ridley, BZT, Stuart, Reed, um, put Cox down well, he's there. Only yeah. played, he's only played eight games. That's it, right? So he's age twenty. Two seasons. Yeah. He's, so, his body. He's, his body's what it is. Um, and you saw that in the draft period. So there shouldn't be any shock. Like no, as soon as I saw bay. the draft highlight, I went, "Oh, okay. Well, that's two years of development and yeah. body work, and that's what it is." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, look, I, I agree with you. Four, four out of ten. But I mean, he is the future without a shadow of a doubt. He will be playing at one end or the other of the ground very soon. Jordan Ridley uh, is the next guy. Um, again, uh, for me, a little bit like Parish. I don't think reached the heights of what. I think of Jordan Ridley, if I'm being completely honest. Um, wasn't helped by our midfield there at you all. Go. That's the biggest one of the lot. Uh, and, you know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, there's things that frustrate me about Jordan. Um, and one is he's daring to kick the ball uh, to attacking areas and not just chip it to the left and right. I wish that would get out of his game. Um uh, because he has such a beautiful kick that it should actually be a, a weapon uh, and something that we, we launched from. Um, look, still defensively pretty sound. Uh, you know, obviously, he's, I think he, as far as just naturally gifted footballers, he's probably in the top four players at the club. Uh, yeah, frustrating because I thought he had a ripper preseason. I thought he was really ready to just take on everything. So it just didn't eventuate. Um Club didn't help him out. Our, our highway down the middle didn't help him out. I'm going to give him a, a 6.6, but, yeah, it's there's a lot of factors in that score and not, yeah. all, not, all, not all is Big his time. fault. Big time. There are two players at that club that deserve an apology from our midfield. Mm-hmm. One is Ridley, the other is Laverde, right? <laughs> because last season Ridley was named in the 44 for the All-Australian team um, and some blonde idiot from Collingwood got his position where it should have been Jordan Ridley, right? Um, Rids is... He has the ability to be an All-Australian centre-half back and, like I said, if it wasn't for old blondie... Who's... Uh, no, bloody more. Oh, oh um, blondie back then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, so... Um, he's got every inch of the ability to be better and is better than um, Darcy Moore is, right? Um, we we murdered that poor bloke this season. Jordan's game, and the reason why he's so good is because he floats in front of packs. He takes those 10 intercept marks a game that we're used to for him. He, he's He never got the ability to do that because he had to try and yeah. be a shutdown defender the entire year. And it's not his game. so He was coached funny this year. I will give him that. There was, yeah. there was, after the games, I went, I'm not sure Rutten's coaching him that well this year, just not letting him play his more natural game. and To, to run yeah. off and take marks in front yeah. of people. He's an intercept marker. He's mm. done it. These two seasons where he, where he did that were brilliant. And yeah. so like, we, we – yeah, the midfield absolutely destroyed him. I'm giving him more of a score. Like it's – again, you go like 6.8 because it's so hard to – give him a really good score because the back line was just 
Kakar all season. So it's it's really tough, and I just sincerely hope whomever coaches the Bombers next year can set some uh, proper defense down there and allow him to do what he's really good at it. Because when he's doing it, we look like a completely different side. So I want to apologize to Jordan Ridley this year because <laughs> it's it was almost sad watching that poor bloke not be able to play the football he knows he can. Yep. Uh, Dylan Schill is our next one. So interesting Led the AFL in center bounds clearances, so that's you, impressive, man. You, you that's not bad. Your score can almost generate a little bit from that. Yeah. Uh, look, if there's ever a player of two halves, <laughs> this is the player. It's a title two halves. <laughs> yes, but his second half was so crazy impressive. Yeah. Uh, that's the two first yeah. rounder that we got, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the player. Yeah, when you you saw the trade, that's what you hoped you got. That's the first. That's the two yeah. first round pick guy. Uh, so. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm probably going to a little bit match Zach Merritt because I, I feel like they had similar years. That the first half of the year he had, you didn't feel any impact from Dylan Shield. Um, no doubt I could question a few things about him running both ways. There's no, <laughs> uh, But then the Sydney game happened and that the last nine or so games – he was really, 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 really impressive. Yep. Um, I'm going to give him a 7.2. And I, I say that as a positive score because I probably I would have given him a 4 at the halfway point. So, oh, so much yeah. was I frustrated with him to yeah. that point. So that's how much I'm saying he rebounded to get to that score. I'm torn with Dylan because I believe when you're a professional footballer on good coin that that boy's on, right, really good coin, Um you shouldn't need to be motivated by a foot in the rear end after a Sydney game. You should be motivated at the beginning of the season and be sort of, listen. okay, fine, the coach motivates you, fine, the fans motivate you, fine, but you should be able to be better, much better, than you were for the first half of this season. Right? So that, that drops him way down the list for me. But annoyingly, and I only sort of think about it at, in a work situation where if – when I manage people, if you if you see somebody underperforming in a work environment and you take them aside and you give them clear instructions and you say, here's where I don't think you're performing, here's how I think you should you should go about fixing the problem, and then you give them time to fix it and they do, they listen to you, then they make changes, then they do it properly, then I reckon everybody deserves that in life and in football and everything, right? So I really like the fact that whatever was said to Dylan Shield and the 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 idiot Parker, whatever whatever fired up in the bottom in the the depths of oh, Parker Dylan did Shiel, him a big favor in some ways. He did him a favor, right? So whatever got him motivated down in the in the loins, um, it, I think it is good because he's learnt. He learned a lesson, and you can still learn a lesson at twenty eight years old, right? You can learn that. Okay, fine. Is that how I'm being perceived? I'll show you how I'm like, what I'm capable of doing. And then his second half was elite. It was some of the best football by any midfielder in the comp. But right? it was GWS Shield. Absolutely, it was. It yeah. really was. So I, I'm I'm going to go. Yeah, probably seven point two as well. It, it, I just think that the it wasn't good that he needed motivation, but it is better, I believe, um, than the not good that he got a rev up and responded. So yep. I like the I like the fact that he got a rev up, responded, and finished out the season strong. Yep. Uh, look, this is not going to be a hard one. Will Snelling, 
Uh, he had the year from hell. That's there's no That's you, you have to, there's no way around it. In all what and you know, obviously he obviously had the back to back injuries um with his calf. I think it was his calf from memory. When did uh, he finish last year in the Crichton? Third. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we probably didn't get his body right for the first half of the year. So there's no doubt that that and that just seemed to set him back the whole year. And we just could not get the Will Snelling of last year at all. Um, and he was very absent in the games that he played. I'm sorry, Will. I'm going to have to give you a 3.3. Same. Uh, like, just get like a four for Will because... He'll be, he'll be better next year. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't know how much of it might have been coaching or not coaching or something, but he was completely ineffectual this year. And... Yep. Um, he's way more talented than that. We've seen that he's way more talented than that. So, um, yeah, you, strange, strange season for mine. Um, for for Will, the injuries might have been more than we think, or the recovery from him might have been longer than we think. But yeah, four. Moving on, like we'll just we'll just ignore that that happened, and we'll look forward to you looking real special <laughs> in the uh, yeah. Oh, look, he's a very driven person, so he'll have a big preseason, no doubt. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, James Stewart. Uh, Again, he also had, you know, in, was he, we had a lot of injured guys, but also, again, a lot of injury time on the sideline the first half of the year. Came back, um, I guess, with Zerk Thatcher coming in, uh, they asked him to play forward in the VFL. Played really well in the VFL. Yeah. Was kicking three or four regularly. Uh, came into the seniors. I think he three goals in his first game of the seniors. So showed enough to, um, to be competitive and to, you know, I I don't want this to be a put down because I don't have him as a best 22 player, but I have him as a very, very important player as far as depth. And I, I'm, you'd probably hate me saying that, but I still think it's a, a positive for us. I, I actually understand the club extending him for another two more years. Yeah. One, because of his age, because we're so crazy young. Uh, he's a senior big body person, and I think he's a very good depth player if you need a defender or fall or forward. There's no doubt about it. And when he comes in, he, he, he can kick you three goals if up forward if you need be. Like, he looked better than Jones. Like, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah, he came yeah. in. Uh, so, you know, I, I still think that was a I, – I, uh, you know, he wouldn't be on massive money, but I still think that was a, a good decision to extend for two years because the whole, you know, I get, I always hear this thing like, oh, you know, we're, you know, they're, they're list cloggers or whatever. No, we need 35, 40 players. Yeah, absolutely. And we need some big bodies and we need some experience. We need some guys to protect some guys in the VFL if need be. Like, you know, you know, you need these guys sometimes next to a Zach Reed or a Cox if they're down there and or a brand and you need some strength. You know, you need it through your list. Uh, so I think it was a good, good because I think he's a pretty good, decent player. Uh, look, again, injured for the first half of the year. Came on, played some good VFL. I'll, look, I'll give him 6.5, but uh, a good, solid role player. I think there's a real role for him to come in every now and then into the back line. I think, don't know about the forward line because I think we've got options there, but I think I, I, I like him against the Monsters, um, the Charlie Dixons of the world and the Tom Hawkins and that. People that can get hold of BZT just because he's – I mean, BZT finished off the season and for mine he's the, the part of the – 
the back line. Like he's mm. he's performed well enough that he's in the starting back line next year. But Jimmy Stewart shouldn't be forgotten for what the how well he played in the back line when he was down there, especially on those big monster units. So I really love him as backup, and I, and I hate to say that, but he he's going to be a great backup for us. I think his his time of exploring the free agency market and ending up at Frio or going to the Dogs to try and get a forward role or something like that. I think that's over. I think he realizes where he's where his career's at. So Essendon can absolutely use him. I hope I hope they rest some players and and bring him in as a as a good pinch hitting forward or back throughout the season. So yeah, six point five um, for me as well for Jimmy. Yeah, so we go into a, an interesting one. Jake Stringer, uh, fifteen games, twenty five goals, um, not look a not a high dis, uh, disposal count. Uh, uh, what was it one uh, thirteen possessions a game? So it's you wouldn't say he's <laughs> he's a very interesting player. Uh, <laughs> now talk about capability. You hold him to a higher um, account. Yeah, okay. yeah, and the hard part is is his previous again the previous year. Yeah, uh, I mean from round eleven to twenty two last year, I could say he was he looked like the best player in the comp, let alone yeah. Essendon. Yeah, uh, nowhere near it this year. Uh, and the, you know. Again, we didn't. Did we manage his injuries that well? No, we keeps on team. Yep. Um, I think Jake Jake has some self inflicting kind of attributes to him, and he started off the year really, really fit. He went into boxing in the off season, looked really fit. Then had the injury uh, straight away, which was really unfortunate. I still, you know, I don't want to sound harsh. I still question when he has an injury what happens to him in rehab because I always feel like suddenly I'm seeing a not-so-fit Jake anymore where I see, you know, a Langford get an injury and I see him come back close to the Langford, I remember. Yeah. And a very similar injury, another, you know, either hamstring or whatever. But I just, it was Jakey, I wonder what happens in rehab um, and why he doesn't come back as fit. Uh, that's just to my eyes anyway. Um and look, he couldn't get he couldn't get going this year. He had he had moments of brilliance at always. We had games where he kicked four or five. Um, uh, and yeah, and he kicked twenty five goals. Uh, so he was still second on our goal kicking list. It just didn't feel like Jakey that I remembered. He didn't have the fitness to run through the midfield for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, so we we let, he didn't have that same kind of impact of last year. Still, to me, and and I know people will probably roll their eyes at me. Like I said before, I do give him a lot of license to do Jake, some, Jake Stringer stuff. Some, some yeah. Jake Stringer stuff. I thought personally he stretched that a bit too far uh, to where I thought uh, that's maybe a bit too much of Jake only and not Essendon. Uh, and that's just my personal feel. Um, I'm going 4.5. Okay, um, Jake Stringer for mine. I, my main area for me is, to, again, I don't know whether or not it was the fitness or the injury, but I really like Jake's impact through the middle. And I know I know we can't keep throwing him in there to save us, save us, Jakey, get us a possession, right? Especially with Dylan getting every possession under the sun. But I just, I thought his impact in games was, I mean, he's kicked a few goals in a couple of the games and he looked like the old Jakey kicking a few goals and stuff. And then he went, he went, he disappeared. 
for the rest of the game. Yeah, but sometimes he would disappear for three or four weeks. He had, yeah. he had, a, had a four-week stretch where he just was nothing. Yeah, and I'd, I, I don't know what that was. Don't know what it was from Jakey. I mean, he's he's a – I wouldn't say he's temperamental, but he, he can be up, he can be down, he can be the best player in the comp, he can be very average. Mm. So I think we got more of the very average Jake Stringer this year than we got um, potential best player in the comp. He's due for a good one. He's, he's due for a goodie, <laughs> and I think he's – but the, the thing with Jake is that – Every time you see him run out on the ground, you look at him and go, he could kick five in the first half and put the game away, right? So I I give him I don't know, give him five point eight or something like that, just to just again harshly because he's so damn talented. Yeah. And he his the very few possessions that he gets through the midfield are always so damaging and it, it makes people walk taller in the midfield as well and kick more goals. So I just I think there's a lot more to give from from Jake for next year, I hope. So we've got to just four to go. Um, Tex Wanganin did play a game, so uh, a very hard one to score, injured for most of the year. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. Um, how do you even score someone like that? Because they just haven't had data. But I just, I just, go, I just go straight to the middle sometimes and say five out of ten just because there's nothing to, you know, but – I saw enough of him in the preseason, just visually, yeah. to know there's a really good play there, and I'm really excited to what he can bring next year with a stronger body, um, a bigger fitness base. Uh, I, I think he's got something. Great, um, same. I, I just think he's he moves along the ground. Sometimes, if you don't see him get 25 and kick three for three weeks in a row or something, you have to look at the other areas of his game, and he moves. Smoothly, he moves like a wanganine. He he doesn't look out of place. He, he's not ready yet for the AFL, which is why they didn't play him. Then he got injured, and he he's just not quite ready yet, right? Like Ben Hobbs, he he took it with both hands. Wangers looked a little a little lost every now and then, but he moves across the ground, and when he gets the ball in his hand, he knows exactly where the big sticks are. He'll be fine. Right, like he's he's gonna be fine. Some people's trajectory, like Perkins, is very very pointy towards the top, and you can see him flying up the ladder as fast as you can. Same with Hobbsy, they fly up the ladder real quick. I just reckon Wanganin's gonna take a little bit longer, man. Is it? Yeah, I think I think the good thing I think there'll be, um, I think the if you say we do pick up the two Davies and Mankara, yeah, I think they'll. F- I think I can just see their formal bond together. Yeah, because um, they just because nat- because they just naturally do it at clubs and uh, and and just and celebrate their culture and and their gifts. And the indigenous boys all stick together, and that's great. Yeah, and 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 it's something we've lacked at our club. Uh, so I think that will help out. Just the I mean, even Mankara and the, 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 the you know who are just coming down and getting drafted and having to come down into Melbourne for the first time, and it can be daunting. But uh, it'll be great if we can draft quite a few Indigenous guys together and, and form that little bond. Like sometimes, like the Richmond guys did yeah. uh, with Rioli and and Edwards and all those sort of yeah. guys. Uh, we haven't the, had that in a while, I and mean, no. we've Essendon's got a history of that. Yeah, so. Yeah, a long ancient history. It feels like now, but it feels like the last ten years. It's been yeah, but yep. but yeah. I, so I, I, you know, I'm really excited to where that goes. Look, I'm trying to. I'm conscious of time. Going on to Alec Waterman. Nah, um, yeah. Um, 
thought it thought he'd be a better player actually. He's on the 50-50 of whether he remains on the list. Obviously, yeah. the club's told him that, that they're going to wait. You never like to hear, we'll wait to this trade period to see what, what happens with yeah. your... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him for another year, depending on what they draft. Because yep. he can definitely come in and play. He can, he, he, and he plays, you know, he can play some really good VFL footy and he can definitely come in and kick two, two goals quite comfortably. So... Look, you got. I can only give him like a three point five of what, how the year actually played out, and I, I say that because we had injuries and just didn't grab his opportunities. Yeah. Uh, so I just had to go three point five, but yeah. I still think there's something good about him. Yeah, three three or four for mine. Um, three point five or four for mine. I, I'm a bit the same. He's he's got talent. He's. I reckon if he gave him three or four weeks a row in a row in the ones. He'd probably perform reasonably okay for you mm. in those three or four weeks. I, I, I don't quite know what we expected from him. Like, do we expect him to dominate or what? But I think also, too, he, he kind of plays in a position where we've got some kids coming through um, and a good backup again. I think yeah. a good backup if we can keep him in the state. Two to go. Peter Wright. There we go. All of the, all of the score. 53 goals. Yep. Uh, he was in the, t- what, 29 or 28 last year. So he's close to double his output, um, you know, almost for his whole career in some ways. But he's he's just had a fantastic year. Considering the service he sometimes got, considering the side being 15th, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's been really, really impressive. What I've liked about Peter Wright is that there was rarely any games that he came away with without being scoreless. He always came to kick. Yeah. The reason why he really got 53 because he always kicked two or three. He didn't have like massive bags of seven. Yeah. Or, yeah. He Not just regular, continually anyway. was in the game and kicking three goals and it just tallied up and he was just competitive every game and, and when, he t- need, when he needed to relieve Ruck, he was really, really impressive so, yeah, I, I just like what I saw from Peter Wright. It's a massive step forward. He was his judging of the flight of the ball improved out of sight. Uh, Hands. Great kick for goal, obviously, very reliable. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, he's uh, just a fantastic year. Uh, I'm going to go 9 out of 10. Same. I'll give the 9. I'm glad you said that. 9 out of 10 easily. Um I said Andy Phillips put in a power of work this year. I tell you what, two meter put in as much, even more. He, the club is very Peter Wright centric in the forward line at the moment, which is understandable at two meters because he gives you an incredible contest every time he goes to the ball. If he doesn't even mark it, um, and I think he tried hard the entire um, year. His output for in terms of goals was excellent. Um, I loved the fact that it made you nervous throughout the entire year. So thank you very much for Peter uh, for that one. Um, but secondly, yeah, his his effort and what his improvement um, from last year gives it a solid nine for me because he did absolutely everything we wanted him to do. We've turned a fourth round draft pick. Um, that we gave up for Peter Wright into a top ten. Um, where did he finish in the Coleman? Six or something like that, or whatever uh, he was. Fourth or fifth? Fourth or fifth. So fourth or fifth in the it's Coleman. Top five. Right? So top top five in the Coleman from him. You can't ask for much more. He's um, the effort that he puts in. He's good along the ground. I see him try and tackle. He does like one percenters as well. Nine, nine, easily nine. 
We come to our lucky last, the Zerk Thatcher, Grant's favourite. The B of the ZT. Um, I'm so happy. I am so happy that we got to see this kid um, grow as a footballer because I've liked him since I've seen the boy. And I, I he's he's been a bit helter-skelter. He's been a bit, oh, my Lord, he's uh, he's got the ball. What's going to happen? Quick give it off. Quick give it off kind <laughs> of deal. Um, but... He, man, he's turned into a. I reckon I don't know if Bear's been leaning on him um, in the in training or something like that because he started to look like a very polished defender, very skillful, very polished. Took some strong marks. His hands have improved um, in those last few games. He he still has that sort of touch of the Joe Watsons with regards to his laconic kind of movements on the field. So he looks like he's permanently out of breath but he's not. So I think BZT for mine is one of my, him and Redmond for me are the two standouts for, and, and Peter Wright, of course, uh, are the standouts for how well they've done this season because BZT for mine now, if we can get him, if he can continue on with that form, I, I really like him in that side because of the athleticism that he's got and the effort that he puts in every week. So um, I'm giving him an 8.5, nice and solid. Fantastic. That's the official AFL player review. You haven't um, given your score on the ball yet. Sorry? You haven't spoken about BZT. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, BZT, um, well, you got to factor in of where I thought of him at the start of the year and yeah. then where he finished up. Uh, to be a almost glock-in 22 defender yeah. and perform, I thought, in the top three of defenders. Yeah. Uh, gee, I must admit, I, I when I first read his name, I went to 8.1 in my head, and I'm pretty happy with that kind of uh, approach. His kicking got a little bit better. It was a bit more trustworthy. Defensively, really sound. Uh, just effort, just diving. Uh, Good hands for mine. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, very funny guy. Uh, if you ever see him at the club, he's actually a very, very funny guy and very, very likable. Uh, a bit bit eccentric and left field. Yeah, uh, which but, is why I love him. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of a... He's yeah. a weird unit and I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, 8.1 for me. Great year and something really to build on. Uh, he does have to get stronger again. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's his... Yeah, but that's something, obviously, he's very... Easy to solve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think he just – coach just calmly rides him a bit and go, okay, six more kilos on that and we've got your set, mate. You know, you're, you're getting all the right positions. Yeah. Uh, you're doing everything right. So uh, – He took some big scalps. And he's done – he did two or three of the greatest don't argue – no, 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 sorry. The, the two or three of the greatest plays of the, the fake handball and drive through the middle and – yeah, so he has got an X factor. He's got an X factor. So yeah, eight point one. So I was going to have this big award and all that sort of stuff for Player of the Year, but we kind of mentioned it halfway through the podcast at Mason yeah. Redmond. Yeah, it's Mason uh, Redmond. Uh, so what would be your three, two, one? I have uh, Redmond right merit myself. Um, yeah, you got to have merit in there. That's the only one that I would sort of, I'd go, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Red Dog, just because he had almost a perfect season for mine. Um, the last few games, I mean, geez, wouldn't it be nice if everybody could, like you could play near on perfect games for an entire year. But um, Redders for mine, Peter Wright, just because, talk about living up to your potential as a two-metre marking goal-kicking forward, brilliant. And then 
Um, yeah, Zach. Probably, I suppose Zach. Is there any? Is there any any chance that Dylan is a co number one? Yeah, uh, you could. You could. But yeah, I don't know. I, I want. I want to reward honorable mention, big and truly honorable mention to to Dylan Shield, but. Zachy, when he gets up and running, is as good as any midfielder in the comp. And he's really eye-catching when he's up and about, hitting targets and being deadly with that foot. So, um, big, yeah, 3-2-1. Mason Redmond, congratulations, Mason. I'm sure you'll add this to the uh, to your uh, trophy cabinet. The uh, 2022 Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Player of the Year. <laughs> congratulations, Mason Redmond. So, uh, Peter Wright um, coming in at unanimous number two. And Zach Meriden, number three, honourable mention, Dylan Shield. Uh, and so Thatcher. Uh, uh, and so Thatcher. Yes, thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone. Look, uh, we haven't actually discussed this, so we'll just do three minutes because uh, uh, it's been a very long podcast. Yep. Is there anyone of the names being touted around that you go, oh, I, I like the idea of him as coach? Um, when somebody brought up, is it Brad or Brad which, Scott? which Scott is it? It's Brad. Um, when the idea of Brad... Um, Coming out of the AFL and coaching us, I I am I am fully I have no choice, but I am fully bought into the process now, right? Mm-hmm. Trust the process <laughs> for Trust. the NBA parlance. Um, but I am now when when people keep saying, "Oh, let's just get Hurdy, get Hurdy," and then if we can get um Isa Uze, get Choco as well, get Britain. No, 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 no. I am all about now. It, it's taken a. It's taken a board spill and a president replacement and a, a CEO replacement and a head coach replacement and two board member, um, three board member replacement. So this has been some of the biggest upheaval since the saga at our club, right? So go through the process. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're doing it really, really well for me. Like I, I, Ron Conley wrote a really good article uh, and he was kind of obviously going at his own media colleagues yeah. and saying the whole, you know, um, the you know, Essendon's unraveling, and they're you know they're all over the place. Bollocks! And, and it was absolute rubbish because we know we're going through a process. Like it's just that's what, you know. There's n- exactly what the new president said. What will happen? We're going to do. What will happen? Yeah. And if anyone's noticed, no one is leaking from that club. Exactly correct. There's and, been and nothing. And that's what the media hate. That's why the media keeps saying we're unravelling and heard oh, and heard because they've got nothing. How many times have they mentioned a coach saying that he's interested in all and He wasn't interested at all. No, Leon Cameron wasn't even, like they say, oh, he's turned down Essendon. He was never offered Essendon. Like he just, he was going straight to Sydney. I know. And it's like, uh, there's another headline, Leon Cameron, you know, Denied Eston just after a 15-minute phone call. You know, the club asked him, would you be interested? No, I'm actually coaching in Sydney. That's the coach. That's, exactly That's why correct. it's 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, exactly That's right. not because he listened to the club no. after 15 minutes and went, you're a disgrace. And the smug reporter, bloody uh, Ross Lyon, who, oh, no, wasn't vibing for me. Listen, Tiger, you, you, you pl- you've been out of the, um, the media for a good long period of time. You didn't get over the, the top to get a flag at two clubs, mate. So I wouldn't be thinking that you don't have to go through the process. That's what he's sort of, ah, oh, I wasn't vibing, so I turned him down. Yeah, I, yeah I, I really didn't like that radio interview. And people think may think I'm being precious. But when you're having reports of the club reaching out to you, uh, I didn't like, I mean, he kind of started off saying, yeah, uh, Josh Marnie contacted me on Sunday night. I told him that I'm busy tomorrow and I'll get back to you. Yeah. What do you think you are, Alistair Clarkson? And you're like, 
I mean, he's saying it on radio and he goes, oh, so what's the percentage of you have been here? Oh, oh, you know, well, you know, let's say it's like perfect match in Dexter. I would have given it a 38%. Yeah. Yeah. It, was like, it was like, mate, don't put us, don't mock us, yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly like, correct. Like, it's disres- damn disrespectful. You haven't, won, you haven't won crap. Yeah. So, like. Sure, you can, you can coach a bit. You got to a few finals and stuff, mate. But no, mate, yeah. no, not after being out of the comp this long. And we, we're asking you because you've, you keep – pussyfooting around whether or not you want to be a coach or not be a coach on the on the media because it's good for ratings. But what you want is that you want it to be swanned in there and, oh, we've managed to headhunt him and just appoint him straight away. Sorry, Tiger. We ain't there. We ain't there. We, we ain't there. And we're specifically not there because the president, the new president of the club said we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, we, we would be no different to what um, has happened with the last two coaches if we went out and just appointed – um, him without going through the process. And because Mr. Precious and thinks way too much of himself um, didn't want to go through the process, he decided to rubbish the club on the way out of the process. So pox on that. Brad Scott, I just like, and again, go through the process. I like Brad Scott because he has that mix of being um, young but talented as a coach and also I think would be have the right mix of uh, pointiness. He could be <laughs> certainly pointy. He Look, would be pointy. It's funny. The Scott brothers are very divisive. I noticed. Like there's on. I noticed on Twitter, um, it was either very oh no, I'm interested in Scott, or very no way. You know? But you know, you look at his record at North Melbourne. It's actually pretty sound. Like yeah. he didn't have a talented list. He had Petrie and Harvey. Yep. You know, not much else around him. He got him to a prelim. Uh, yeah. uh, he got them to a couple of finals. He, you know they've had the the fifteen wins. The, you know that's kind of they've had really good years. Uh, he was over fifty percent win loss record. You can't you know for where that club was. That's that was actually a pretty good coaching effort. Uh, now yeah, it, yeah, the Scots kind of a divisive kind of vibe to them. But I don't mind him. I, I like I don't I actually don't mind as much as other people do uh, him as an option. I don't I got this funny feeling I won't eventuate. I yeah. think I think if you're a betting man, I reckon my betting man says that there's there's going to be a party around Uze be presented yeah. and, and have experience and have people around him. If uh, it can be Choco as well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because it was with Melbourne link right if he. Even, because Choco's got a, had a didn't he coach Essendon under Pagan? Uh, he so he was yeah he was a he was part of Essendon for a while. Though. He actually went I and mean, don't forget he went for a senior coach and he was the one that we got we get we chose Matty Knights instead. Okay, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he always was a bit angry at the club about that process, <laughs> the lack of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he definitely was at the club for a short amount of time, but a long, long time ago. Yeah, uh, but. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a bit of a uh, a party around Uze. Uh, that I just don't know about Uze. I don't know. I just I really mm. would like to see a Ken Hinckley or a or a an older, more experienced coach like a Brad Scott, well, Damien Hardwick. Yeah, or I mean, you got to like remember that. he's been in the system a decade, so it's not like he's a new hot head shot. coach. But the, the, I know the that. Head coach, I know that. Yeah. But see, I don't rate Hinckley that much, so I, I I'm I'm one of the few that don't. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I've always struggled with Port Adelaide being so up and so down year on year. They're either a prelim or they're bust. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always struggled with that and going, what's, why aren't you getting consistency 
in, in performances with some very talented players. But that's just personally me. Yeah. I thought they had a really poor year this year. Yeah, hugely. Uh, Everybody felt, yeah. Um, but, you know, if he came across, fine. But um, I, I don't know Uzo enough. I, I think his resume is really sound. Oh, it's actually really, really impressive. Yeah, it is really, isn't it? I mean, he's, what, five grand finals involved in as an assistant with Melbourne and, and Hawthorne. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very Clark, good. Clarkson and Goodwin and finals, yeah, and that's not bad, eh? He's had some good mentors as senior coaches around him. So, interesting. Um, and obviously, um, uh, what's his name? Jordan from the Hawks. He has on, he's on Jordan the Jordan Lewis, yeah. Yeah, he really rates him through the roof. So, we'll see. Uh, there might be a, a left field. Timing. T- timing to a point, the coach. When do we? When should we expect to see sort of something finalised? What's the date today? So twelfth. I would say if I was a betting man, around about the twenty fifth to twenty to thirtieth of this September. month. Yep. yep. Okay. That's like appointed and appointed, announced. Appointed, announced. Nice. So they're mostly they're meeting this week. And I love the fact. I don't like the fact that we don't know who's interviewing. But well, yeah, I love but the fact that we don't know who's interviewing. I love it. Yeah, I've tried to find out. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I look. All I was told: no, price is going really well. Price is going really well on the external review. Um, yeah. So I was told that, uh, and coaching candidates are happy with, um, and and they just said full steam ahead and it's going really smoothly. Awesome. So that's, that's all I know. And that's the thing. Like people also need to take a deep breath about the club. We are still we're rebuilding a complete rebuild, basically. Um, bar the players. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, I think I wanted to ask you. When should we expect to see more delistings? And you said that after the trade period, we should probably expect to see more delistings. Yeah, trade or even draft, really. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the both those periods. You, you they they obviously. You know, say I don't want to give an example of someone who might get delisted, but yeah, obviously Brayden Ham, the club may help to try and get other opportunities yeah. for. What happens if that opportunity doesn't arise yep. after trade week? Then the club can make calls. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and who they bring in, uh, they may bring in three players, and then they go, "Well, we don't have a spot for Waterman." They yeah. might make a call. Same release him at that point. That yeah, kind of okay. stuff. Francis, obviously, we know, um, yep. is asked for a trade. The, the Herald Sun was pointing today that Port Adelaide said they're interested in him, but they're just not going to give anything for him. So they just said, you know, you'll just have to cut him. Yep. Uh, that's the Herald Sun, so whether that's accurate or not. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yes, but I, I imagine France is not, there's no there's no leverage there. So That's fine. Um, so that's where we're at. But uh, All right. Well, um, mate, I think we've gone an absolute um, age again on this podcast. So I think Nice hour and 15 or something. Nice hour and 15. That's what you want. Get plenty of value. Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. All right. So um, there it is. Uh, player of the Year, Mason Redmond. Congratulations, mate. Uh, like I said, I know you'll add that to your, uh, to your, your mantle in the house. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to our second part of the player review this year. Um, we will be uh, talking to you guys soon, I assume, um, in the not-too-distant future. So keep an eye out for us. Hit that like and subscribe to um, all the places as you listen to the podcast. Uh, And we'll be talking to you guys very soon. Thanks, guys, and talk to you soon.